Mr. Pop. Can't say that I like anything they ever did, except disband. This is Rock and Roll, your weekly shot of sport and music with Kevin Hillier, Brian Mannix and Mark Fine. Hello everyone, welcome to Rock and Roll. My name's Kevin Hillier, we're 24 hours past when we normally do this, so if this show is shit house, it's because we should have done it yesterday. But if it's great, who knows what'll happen in the future. I'm Kevin Hillier, with me as always, Brian Mannix. Thanks Kevin, it's great to be here even 24 hours late, but um, I think it's a great idea that we did do it 24 hours late, because I was so shit-faced yesterday, it would have been a total mess anyway. So... Back to you, Kev. Thank, thank you, Brian, in the central commentary Back you position. In the studio. Back to you in the studio, Kev. And, of course, <laughs> the other member of our esteemed panel is the one and only, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Mark Fine. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> now, before we proceed, we are doing this 24 hours late for a reason. Not just because we're slack asses yes. and forgot what day of the week it was. That that wouldn't be uncommon. Well, that was, well Kev, that was my excuse. <laughs> yeah. I but uh, I forgot what the reason was. Yesterday, the twenty second yeah. day of May, I believe. Am I correct? Is that right? Correct. Correct. No idea. Is the celebrated birthday of many a well known person, but mostly the celebrated mm. birthday of the owner, operator. Of Lenny's Fine Foods in North Caulfield, ladies and gentlemen, yesterday was Mark Fine's birthday. Yay! Hey! And yeah, Finey. That goes that goes in the BFD file, but anyway, it doesn't. Now, Finey, no, it's it's uh, because no, you, because you had, you had a big dinner out, didn't you? Kev? Yeah, yeah, went to a great little French restaurant. Beautiful. Well, I that, well, and I, I say all that because I have to apologise. Because I fully expected to do the show yesterday. I had insider trading that it was your birthday and I'd organised something very special that I can't kind of pull off tonight. So, But I'm going to go as close as I can get. Uh, hang on. Why? Why? why settle, this? Brian. So this, hang on, hang on. Hang on. If we did it last this, night. This, this is the first time I've ever heard you say there's something you can't pull off. <laughs> All right. Thank you, so you tell Go me- back to – are you telling me if we did the show last night, you would have pulled me off last no, night? No, stop! Don't say that, oh, for God's I, sake. Otherwise, Kevin be he'd be he'd introducing the show like, oh, oh, "Good evening, welcome to Rock and Roll. This is it. Oh, joining me. Oh, Jesus. you know, it, it a, there, oh. there's a big. I've got to tell you, oh. there's a huge coincidence in my music choices tonight. Therefore, okay, all right. But let oh, me get back to what kind I of is. Stop what, trying to be sensible. Fine. What I had planned for last night. What I had planned for last night, I I, I couldn't do today because, um, well, I booked it for last night and and uh, unfortunately that's not available. So I've had to. I've I've got to do it on the run. So, mm. what I was hoping to do was recreate uh, in in this audio world that we live in now a moment for you, Finey, where you would have felt like. The president of the United States, and you would have you would have had someone very special singing "Happy Birthday" to you, as he did at one stage. If you remember back in history, the, the that, celebrated that president. That would be great. The not world that, not that president. Like it. Oh. Hey, not President Dickhead before him. Oh, back to oh, you go to JFK. you go to your JFKs, and JFK, of course, had the wonderful yep. Marilyn Monroe sing "Happy." And I was going to recreate that, but unfortunately. Well, 
I no, well, I wasn't able to do it, so I've, I've had to I've had to ad lib around it. And luckily for us, yes. on this program, we I'm have sure. Australia's number one Sophie Monk impersonator. Oh, superb! And of course, well, Sophie was Marilyn Monroe be great. back she, in the day. She, so I'm very happy to say, ladies and gentlemen, now to sing happy birthday to our very good friend and and a fellow panel member here on Rock and Roll. Mark Fine, here is Australia's number one Sophie Monk impersonator, Brian Mannix. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. You put on a business too, like lady. <laughs> you know if you try hard. Stop ad-libbing. Happy birthday to you, Mr. President. Very nicely good done. Old, good old Sophie drunk. Yep. Sophie. I, did I say Sophie Monk or Sophie drunk? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Well, happy birthday to you, finally, for yesterday. Thank you. Thank you very much. They're lovely. Lovely. Thank you for your kind thoughts. And you had a had a lovely night with the, you went out to, to as you mentioned to Brian just before a lovely French restaurant. Yeah, beautiful little restaurant. What did you have? I had the snails. You didn't really. Yeah, I love snails. Do you really? I, I think he, I think he means the crabs, but that was before <laughs> the restaurant. Right, so I'll tell you what I had in French. Okay. See how your French is. Yeah, go on. I know French for snails. All right, put a premier plat. Uh, now, slow it down. We'll say that again. Pour le premier plat, j'ai mangé. You've got the best, you got the best plate. No, for the first plate. Like the entree. Yeah, but yeah okay. Entree is the main course. Pour le premier plat, j'ai mangé l'escargot et les coquilles Saint-Jacques. The snails and the scallops. Brilliant. Kevin's, oh. Kevin's away. Oh, uh, well, all right, I'm going to write. You know, I was half right with the first one. Oh, well, it's the next bit. And say it slowly. Okay. And in French. I look at look at Finey's vision, will you? He's got his skin. <laughs> he's got he's got soft focus on everything except his face. Well, I reckon he's got a filter on. I don't know if he you know this. Ten years younger. I don't know if you know, but week. he he bought the box set of uh, Sybil Shepherd lenses for, for his phone. I got it. <laughs> hell, and 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 they just they carousel around like the old uh, slideshows. He's up to he's on yeah, the number. Yeah, because I'm trying to look good for you. <laughs> And he's lying down on his bed, like with his hand under his head, like he's just ready to be. F- very good, and, very know, good point, Fanny. And, and look at you. You look like you're a, an extra in the thing. Who? You know, where they're up at you. Oh. You're in the North Pole, and you know, there's, there's monsters and zombies and shit, and they've all got hats on their head like that. But I guess you're in. Get Melbourne. stuffed. I'm auditioning for the uh, the remake of the Devo movie. <laughs> now, can we well, get back, on, on. Can we get back to Brian. the French? Yeah. Who was that? For, who's the former leader of the Labor Party? Former leader. Gough Whitlam. No, the one from Melbourne. The Labor Party here? No, no, the, federally. Oh, federally. Um, Graham Richardson? No. No, more recent. Uh, for, uh, Labor Party. Uh, as in as in yeah. the head of the Labor Party, like the uh, – Yeah. Not, not a Give member. Give a to Queensland. It wouldn't be a Queenslander. No. Uh, the one just not from a Victoria, no, I wouldn't think so. 
Who was before Albanese? Oh, you mean Prime Minister? Uh, Not uh, Prime Minister, but he was a leader. He never got to be Prime Minister. Oh, well. They had a few. You know. You know, I love my politics. Yeah, mate, um, I, can't I, can't for, I can't think for the life of me who was before what's, Albanese. What's his name? Yeah. Either can I. I was just saying that Brian's got as big a forehead as him. He's the guy with the huge forehead. <laughs> well, we're showing we're showing the after show uh, feature on Brian's forehead. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. Now, uh, now the main course. Okay, pour les entrées. Um, moi, ma, ma femme et moi. Ma femme et moi. Uh, my, my female, female. Uh, uh, Nat, yeah. um, my femme, my wife, yeah, Nat, et moi, manger. What, what was the first bit? My femme et moi, my no, wife and me. My poisson. So you no, pour les entrées. I didn't have. Was that, so you had fish for an entree. No, I didn't. I said for the entree, which is the main course. Yeah, in, in French. French, the ma- entree means main course. Pour les entrées, my course it does. Ma femme et moi manger uh, moule Normandie et steak poivre aux frites. The steak poivre aux frites. It sounds like you medium to well done. It, it sounds with the mushroom like steak, sauce. Steak poivre. It sounds like you're French, right? And steak then the poivre German, aux frites. And the, and then the Germans come along and you just Jeez. pretend that you're German. My friend, I'm fit. You know, <laughs> you just, what are, are you Italian? You just keep changing size depending on how much day you're Switzerland. Um, yeah. Right, so what was steak what? Pepper steak with fries. Ah, pepper steak. Steak poivre. That's fucking poivre. peppers. And the moule Normandie. What's that? Mussels Normandy, which is oh. mussels with uh, Armagnac cream, a bit of Calvados. I'm not a big mussels fan. No, I think me it's like neither. eating little vaginas, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's oh, oh, very, very posh restaurant. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. We had 24 Sorry. little vaginas and a steak. <laughs> Uh, very good. Now it was right. ni- nice night out. Obviously, yeah. Very good. Well, that, that's great. I hope you had a great birthday, Simon. Yeah, it was great. It was very good. And look, I had an interesting night too. I went to Yoko's Pussy, which is now a franchise. It's a little restaurant up here, and um, I don't mention only it on the Gold Coast. You were talking about Normandy. Yeah, and so which was of course the beach landed where the you know the troops landed on June the sixth, nineteen forty four, and um, I decided I'd get myself an Omaha Beach hamburger, and it was just like a dog had chewed it up before they spat it onto the plate. It was it was not good. I think next time I'll go for Juno or Gold Beach hamburger, but. There you go. You love your you love your Second World War history, don't you? Yes, <laughs> I do. I really do. I do. Uh, it's the only war that Australia should have ever been involved in because we were directly threatened, and everything else we'd just been sucking up to our big brothers. Fair enough, too. Couldn't agree. Mm. Enough. All right. Let's be All funny right. again. Very good. <laughs> We probably probably somewhere along the way we should have bombed New Zealand just to see what would happen. But anyway. <laughs> oh, listen, 
I don't think but, that's such a bad idea. I think yeah, just to see what push they do. comes to shove, I don't want to get in a hand-to-hand combat shit with them. Those no. Maori guys will kick the shit out of us. Yeah, yeah. But if just, we can bomb the f- out of them first, yeah, yeah I reckon we can win. Yeah, I think just, we've got more yeah. boats. Yeah, and there'd only be one. There's one reason to do it. Mother Goose. Two reasons. Um, <laughs> no, because if we need a 20th team in the AFL, then make New Zealand part of Australia. We'll take them by force and put a team there. There you go. Makes, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, that's all well yeah. and good, but who's paying for the stadium for me? <laughs> oh, geez, yeah, hasn't, that right. turned, hasn't that turned nasty? <laughs> nasty. Jackie Lamb going off a tree and everyone else having a, a buy into it. I might, yeah. have, I might have a battle there, the AFL. Mm. Yeah, it'll it'll be it'll be the same sort of battle they had with when they sent the Swans to Sydney and when they you know were going to wind up Fitzroy and Footscray and do all that stuff. It'll be that sort of um, level of malcontent, and then they'll they'll just they'll shove that to the side somewhere and move on. Um, North Melbourne and Melbourne to merge. No, that'll never then. happen. Melbourne kangaroos, that'll do me. No, anyway, won't happen. Finally's got something actually insensible to say. Well, no, if we're talking footy. We are going to be. Lots, lots of footy to talk. Jeez. Yep. Goodness me. Uh, the Damien mm. Hardwick thing, didn't see it coming at all, to be honest. Not even. No one did. I don't know whether anyone had heard whispers or Anything, but that was um, that was totally. I, mean, I didn't see it coming, but now when you think about it, I mean, to lose like to a pack of absolute no hopers like Essendon, you yep. can't continue. Yeah. I agree. Oh, There's no coming back from that point. Yeah, you lose to Essendon. That's just un. You know, that's hurry. That's hurry. Carry stuffing Japan. You're yeah. all on your own. Course. In the future, I would prefer you call Essendon like my my Carlton mate Daryl does. Just call them the filth. The filth. Well when <laughs> you lose filth. to the filth, that's fair the enough. Wouldn't you know what you know what I've called Essendon over the years. Oh God, no, here we go. I started with F, but let's just go with the filth. I'm just about to do the a reenactment of Ballroom Blitz. Ready, Steve, our our wonderful producer. He's he's yeah. fine his uh, dissertation on the Essendon Football Club. Oh, no, no, because I always told my kids they can barrack for whoever they want except the three Cs, Carlton, Collingwood and Essendon. <laughs> Fair enough. I must I, – I, I share no – And I used to say that on radio and slowly but surely people finally worked it out. Oh, yep. <laughs> and, then, and then during the Asada affair, I used to get SMSs, don't call us cheats, and I'd read it out and I'd say, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not being that, not being that kind to you. Um, so, uh, what do you think uh, the scenario with Hardwick will be? Sit out for a year and come back and probably take the Gold Coast job. Port Adelaide, Port Adelaide, Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide young partner. No, no, here's the mail, boys. Oh, I'm sorry, go. I'm all over this. He's going to Port Adelaide, and the Port Adelaide coach is going to the Gold Coast, and Stewie Do is out of a job. That's my mail. It's incorrect. And, well, I hope it is, <laughs> but I just, you know, since when does accuracy in the news matter anymore? Mm. Well, there's no, going to be my, a, That's my mail. There's going to be a huge logjam at the end of the year. Right, coaching vacancies, North Melbourne, Richmond. You don't reckon, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, whoa, 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 the bus, beep, 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 bring the bus back, bring the fine bus back. 
Hang yeah. on, North Melbourne. You don't expect Alistair Clarkson to come back? No, definitely not. Really? Oh, oh I yeah. got a feeling he will. I think it's just. No, I don't think so. Is there, is there a scandal that's going to be, you know, come out and that's his disassociated himself? Yeah, I don't know what the scandal is. Is it? Well, he. I'd, I'd, I'd rather well, be a coach in North racism. Melbourne. Sorry? <laughs> I know I'd what the scandal be... is. Oh, yeah, he was. I'd rather be sitting at home than coaching the yes, team like that. Yes. Um, oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. All right. So, North Melbourne, who else? Well, potentially North Melbourne. Yeah, okay. I definitely, same, definitely Richmond. There's some scandal going to come out and he's just got but, to get away as quickly at, as he can. A bit like Wayne Carey, you know, like bang, I'm out of I the game. I will tell you and this. And then I'm going to go to Adelaide. So I think something's going to come out. That's my gut feeling and I'd know because I'm a musician. Yep. Okay. <laughs> go on, Finey. No. No. You done, Brian? <laughs> I am. Sorry, boss. <laughs> God, I'm glad we didn't do it last night if you were more pissed than you are now. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so potentially North Melbourne, definitely potentially. Yeah, yeah. Probably Richmond, but I will say this. Richmond are a game and a half outside the eight and they're not a terrible team. Could sneak in. And, well, if Andrew McQualter gets him into the eight, it's going to be hard to replace him. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that they have that kind of sentiment anymore when they when they choose, make these decisions. Yeah, I know. I mean, he's a very unlikely senior coach. Man. I, I think. I think they've all. I reckon they've all become a bit gun shy of putting the interim coach in and him doing well, and then going. Yeah. Well, maybe yeah, we're yeah, giving yeah. Well, the job. Well, that has not worked for David Teague or Brett Ratton or. No, no. So I, countless I, others. I'd be surprised. So uh, yeah, all right. Any anywhere else? Is Stewie Jewell well, right or not? Obviously, Gold Coast. You know, Duke can't stay there forever. He's got another year. I was reading today. Yeah. He's got another year on the contract. Do you go uh, till the end of twenty? No, actually, he's got till the end of twenty twenty-five. I think, but he's got yeah, a pay. Right. There's a payout clause because they're an assisted club. Yep. So he's an iffy one. <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, you can't coach the worst team since university and expect to stay in the job. So Adam Simpson. Yeah, he will have to go. Sorry. Yep. He's got a contract too. I mean, have a look at this. Carlton and Hawthorne have both won one game of their last five. Yeah. Well both against both against West Coast and both by over, over by more than 110 points. Yeah, he's got to go. I mean, it's not like they're good teams that have it's just outrageous to lose to Hawthorne by 116 points. It's out it's unthinkable. Yep. Um so you got them. So you got who have we got? We've got is is Sam Mitchell's okay at Hawthorne? Is Voss yeah, all no, right Sam at Carlton? Is fine. Pardon? Is no, Voss? Voss, Voss is gone. Oh, I think I know. I know. I'll be honest and say, and I don't. I don't put a lot of uh, you know credence in uh, in social media. But it's by Jesus, yeah. But by Jesus, a lot of very hardened, uh, hardcore Carlton fans that I know well. Are off him. Oh yeah, I mean, if they don't make the eight, he's certainly gone. And even if they make it and just tumble in, but I, I don't think they can make it. Yeah, no, neither do I. Now, I mean, Frio's had a little revival here, but if they flounder 
Longmuir is not a certainty. I think he's safe, but he's not a million percent. Um, you know, it's uh, you know, it's probably saving him at the moment. How bloody bad West Coast are. Yeah, correct. But they've had a bit of a revival for you, so yeah, yeah, maybe they're maybe they're back on track. Well, you beat um, Ge- you beat Geelong, and you get some you get some brownie points out of that. Yeah, you get some traction there, but they're shit Geelong. They'll scurry back like the cowards they are to Cardinia Park <laughs> and get a few wins. Without Cardinia Park, Chris <laughs> got to be gone. Um, uh, you've got who else have we got? We've got um, and I'll look at the thing. Oh well, Port Port Adelaide. You would think that. Kenny, well, Kenny's done well right. enough of recent no, times. I think, they're actually, I think they're a decent team, so they're okay. Sydney? So Adelaide's okay. Brisbane's okay. Carlton, big question mark. Collingwood's okay. Essendon's Sydney? okay. Sydney. Sydney. Well, Sydney, I mean, if they really flounder this year, I mean, they fell in against North by by the count of interchange, you know. God. I mean, if they really struggle, are they just going to keep long, long my forever? I mean, that could be a question. Longmire would go only to go to another club, but he could easily be convinced by one of these other clubs to pack it in and leave. That could easily happen. Um, so you've got Sydney. There, there's going to be some real changing of the deck chairs. I mean, the iceberg's been hit and <laughs> down goes the Titanic. Let's shuffle them. Um I'm trying to think who else. No, I think I think you've covered most of them. Geelong, obviously, is right. GWS Kingsley will stay there. Um, I think Beveridge is fine at the Bulldogs. Um, we mentioned they, they wouldn't Coast. want to miss the finals. The Bulldogs. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't think they're playing great footy. They're winning games. I don't think they will miss the finals. They're they're, they're starting to flex their muscles. They've got a beautiful team. I oh, know they make the finals. Excuse me. If they, if, if they didn't, they'd be held to pay. Yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, hello. I just, uh, right. I'd just like to announce that is the longest I've been quiet for since 1997. And what happened? So, I sent you a text message to see if you dropped out. <laughs> no, I, I just thought I was crapping on too much. But now, if oh, you didn't get that about, other text message I sent. Um. <laughs> all right, I'll be quiet again. Yeah, no. uh, you were saying something at the uh, no go on. You go. No, no, no. Uh, so yeah, the the coaching the coaching merry-go-round will be very interesting, very interesting. Ross Lyon safe. <laughs> Thank God we've got him locked away. A good coach for a few years because there's going to be there's going to be a dearth of coaches since they've stripped back all the assistant coaches. I mean, who are the names out there that are, are available? There's no, there's no movable list that they keep putting underneath each team that's in crisis, which is what they were doing three years ago. You'd have yeah. that list of six or seven blokes, and if yeah. Carlton were in crisis, they were the six names that were looking at the Carlton, the Carlton were looking at for the job. If Essendon were in crisis, they were underneath the Essendon banner, going, "Oh well, they're looking at you know this bloke, this bloke, and this bloke." But you're right, they're not there now. No, I mean, you know, unless Hardwick wants to saddle up again next year, but he'll definitely have a year off. With the, well, I, I reckon he probably even if even if he's got a job, I, I would have thought a year off is something you should do. If when thirteen years, you need you need to recharge your batteries. When, do, when does Port's coach finish? No, this his year contract his contract finish. his contract's up for renewal this year. I'm telling you, Hardwick, Port 
next year, Port's coach, Gold Coast, Stuart Dews out of a job. So uh, Hardwick's premiership player at Port, isn't he? Yes, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, but he's got he's got loyalties to Port, and you know, but I I can't understand why Port would even be thinking about getting rid of the coach. They're going very very well. They're not. No, I don't. Well, I, I, I I've got them almost top four at the end of the season. Port, am yeah, I? Well, that, I'm, that'll I'm fill not. their supporters with nothing but dread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, particularly when we get to the footy tips and a tick. Goodness gracious me. You, yeah, found, well, you found new ways to stuff it up, Brian. I didn't think it was possible, but you have. Hang I was – no, I want to talk about that North Melbourne game. That was absolute bullshit that, you know, okay, what do they have, one interchange too many? Yep. And that determines the result of okay. the game? Uh, let me put another scenario to you. They do that interchange. No one pays any attention to it. One of those two blokes runs onto the ground, gets the ball kicked to him. He bounces the ball three times, runs up, kicks the goal. North Melbourne win. Does that does that change? No, not at all. You're allowed seventy five interchange. Every team since it's brought in, every team has stuck to it. Yep. In every game. Well, I would think that you'd say, okay, you guys did this. So we're going to find you twenty grand, fifty grand, a hundred grand, whatever you find them for for doing it wrong. Yeah, punish the club is probably a mistake, but to have a game determined by that, I just think you know. Obviously, I picked them, so I'm extra dirty about the whole thing. So I'm biased, mm. but I, I just think it's a really shit way to determine a game. I think okay, they've done the wrong thing. Find them a hundred grand. If they do it again, find them two hundred grand. But I think the four points would be more valuable for North Melbourne than than you know the money. Uh, I I just think it was a really shit way to finish a game. Rules is rules, and the penalties were in place prior to the offence. And the other thing is, we find out today that they actually knew that they were in in breach. So no, you just heard that from a guy in a pub, Kev. No, no, no. Oh, well, the guy in the pub's name was Todd Viney, and the pub must have been the um, <laughs> the. Uh, well, so they knew that they'd already got to seventy-five, and they just decided one more. Two came off. One, two, two came off. One was a one was a, a an interchange that had been, uh, you know, obviously a normal rotation. So two yep. players ran to the bench. They were on seventy-four. The two players ran to the bench. One of them was injured and we wanted to get off the ground and get a, a player who was fit on. The other one was a, a, a normal rotation. So they both ran off and the two players ran on because obviously the players don't do the count, but someone in the... Yeah. So, they, in so the, they knew that there was going to be one over, but they probably thought, shit, this bloke's injured, so we have to feel the team and surely under the injury... Surely common sense would say, look, the guy was injured. We had to put another bloke on. No, nah, you can't Boy, do that. You just, nah. There is a, there well, is a rule. There so is... why didn't – no, that, you're being stupid, Brian. Oh, so why didn't you stupid. Think, yes, you are. Just the injured bloke should have gone off. Correct. And, and the, the other, other bloke should have stayed on the ground because the interchange stewards would have said, we're at 74, we can only have one of you come off. 
So the injured bloke comes off yeah. and the fit guy stays off. Yeah, so, so Billy Bloggs says right? to his mate next to him, well, mate, I'm going off because I've done my ankle. He go, okay, you're, you're, I'll stay on and I'll go off. Simple as. Well, here's a way for all teams to fix their problem. When a guy kicks a goal, leave him on the ground. He might be on a roll. It's just bullshit that, you know, you kick a goal and they, oh, you've got to go to the interchange, Vince. Yeah, what the I, hell for? Well, it's because it's a crap. stoppage. No, it's because it's a stoppage and if he's was going to be interchanged in a, a minute or two, they just, because they've got a stoppage, they, it's easier. You don't you don't um, bugger up the team structure by doing the interchange then when there's a stoppage. I believe that's why they do them then. It doesn't, he, doesn't I, make I any sense to us supporters because we think – if, if Mark Fine's just kicked a goal and he's running around punching the air and feeling good about himself, leave him on the bloody ground because he might jump over exactly. 10 blokes and take a big mark and kick another goal. And At AFL can... level, even though I'm 58, well, it could happen. <laughs> I heard North Melbourne are sniffing around about you. They Look, should be sniffing. The, <laughs> the mid-season draft. The mid-season draft. They, they should be. Themselves. We don't have a 58-year-old on our squad. This is yep. the area we need to fill. Well, they've identified. Mark Fine could be the guy. He's they've identified the, the, the thing on the list that they're missing. That's a bit of mongrel. And Finey brings a bit of mongrel to the table. All right. Well, well they've had a very good run with another Jewish bloke, so Susan, so they're going to – Yeah. They just should keep recruiting us. Yes, get the Ajax boys in there. Let's go. Yeah, then they'll lose by 9,000 points. Yeah, but it'll only be 3,000 after they do the deductions. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, now, the chart this week, before we get to the footy tips, the chart this week is an absolute bloody beauty. Oh, yes. oh boy, it's got some rippers in it, it's, but not, fi- not hard to find some rubbish. Oh, couldn't agree more. It is the week commencing the 3rd of October 1965, and uh, it's from the lovely boys at 3UZ who are all pictured on the side of this chart. I will put it up on the Facebook page. Don Lunn was doing breakfast. Alan Lappin was on mornings. Ken Sparks uh, was doing a show. Um, the wonderful Stan Rofe was there. Don Rainsford. Um, John Vertigan, senior. Johnny Vertigan. Senior. Yes, yes, he was on uh, there. I loved his uncle, Johnny Horizontalkin. <laughs> um, Jeff Warden was there and uh, trying to think. The Warden, what a beaut. A few of these have passed away, these blokes, but they were uh, they were household names back in the day. A few of them, it's 60 years ago. No wonder a few of them are dead. Yeah, well, you know. That is so surprising. I was born yeah. in 65. Well, it was a very good year. Yeah. Also, and an Aussie at number one, which was fantastic. Good mate. Uh, so the top ten was, and then we'll get the footy tips. Number ten was Twilight Time by Billy Thorpe. Nine was Eva Destruction by Barry Maguire. Uh, eight was Judy Green by Bobby and Laurie, even though they had it as Laurie and Bobby in the uh, in the chart here. Uh, number seven was Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me by Mel Carter. Uh, six was I Got You, Bo, by Sonny and Cher. Five was A Walk in the Black Forest by Horst Jankowitzki and his orchestra. Number four was K. Sarah. Show me your papers. Show me your papers. Number four was... Uh, Are you Jewish, Mark Fine? K. Sarah. Come with me. 
by Normie Rose. Shut up, Brian. Number three All was right. Help by the Beatles. Number two was Il Silencio by uh, Nini Rosso. And number one was Little Boy Sad by MPD, which is Mike Brady's band. Good song. All right, so that's that. Now, let's get the footy tips. And the results are in from last week. Brian, you ready? I don't know. I did two lots of footy tips last week and I didn't have the same one, so I've got no idea. But I think I did better with you than I did with Have a guess how many you got out of nine. I'm thinking about five or six. Lower. Four. Lower. Three. Correct. Oh, no, that's bullshit, Kev. You just (laughs) changed shit. You know, this is like the umpires at the SCG, what you're doing to me. No, Brian. This is outrageous. Finally, and me have spoken about it privately. Privately. um, Yeah, we we talked to each other about how you were rigging the footy competition and um, rigging it. Oh, that's well, that's what Finey said. I just agreed with him. I didn't. Start the conversation. Finey has um, a lead of nine. Why would Finey think that I am rigging the footy competition? Well, you'll see about round 17, I think. All right, okay. So you got three, Brian. (laughs) 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 You don't get extra points. I mean, mean, sorry, Steve, there's another. Uh, I got five, and Finey has pantsed us again with a seven. That's a good seven too. Yep, I only missed out on your two teams. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you picked Richmond and Adelaide. Adelaide. Richmond was fair enough, but yeah, I did well. I got Freo, I got Port, I got St Kilda. Yeah, tricky one. Yeah, you did. You did. I reckon that I deserve. I deserve a point for North Melbourne. You know they have a point. You've still got to come last by the length of the straight. We'll we'll, uh, we'll put a supplementary point next to your name for having the – Put an asterisk next to me. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, Yeah. we'll do that. We'll do that. But let's get to this week's games because there's some good ones this week, some interesting games this week. It starts Friday night at the SCG. Sydney take on Carlton. Brian. Carlton. You hate Carlton. No, I know, but they're going to win. Okay. Really? Okay, Finey? Sydney. Yeah, me too. I don't think Carlton are going to win at all. Um, St Kilda play Hawthorne, Marvel Stadium, Saturday afternoon at one forty. Why are they starting these games at one forty-five? What a pain in the ass time to start a game. Yeah, silly, isn't it? Oh, uh, St Kilda and Hawthorne. Oh, look, you'd have to be on St Kilda. You couldn't possibly pick Hawthorne, even though they won by 116 points last week. That's bad West Coast are. You Jeez. couldn't possibly be on Hawthorne after they won by 116 <laughs> points. West Coast are in another fucking universe. Uh, who are you tipping, Brian? St Kilda or Hawthorne? Um, common sense would say the Saints. Part of me, you know, I just, I'm so far behind. Damn it, I'm going for Hawthorne. Okay. Finally, I'm assuming you're going to go with St Kilda with this. Yep. Melbourne play Fremantle at the MCG on Saturday afternoon at 2.10. Uh, so uh, MCG, Saturday, yeah, Melbourne to win that one, even though I don't think they're travelling quite as well as they were a couple of weeks back. Finally? Melbourne. Mr Mannix. 
this is where I catch up. Frio are going to make a statement. They're going to come out here. They're going to win like we've never seen winning before. It's going to be great. And so definitely Fremantle. Right. Uh, okay. Um, Geelong and GWS. Oh, look, at GMHBA Stadium. 4.35 on Saturday afternoon. I think the Cats will win that one. Finding. Yeah, the pain's over, Geelong. You scurry back there on four legs and your long scaly tail and you can win. They're not cats, they're rats. <laughs> Brian? Well, you know, they've got their little, you know, rigged ground, haven't they, with their, you know, corrupt umpires. So you got to give Geelong three goals. But then the torpedoes, I'm going for GWS. Right. Right, so Brian's basically jettisoning out of this competition. Yeah, this week. looks like you know, I don't I'll want to do mention the T I word. Can. Once June comes along, I can catch right up. I don't want to mention the T word. Well, we've got the the secondary competition starting next week. Yeah, okay. I'll uh, win that. The tanking word. Don't want to mention it. Uh, Gold Coast will host the Western Bulldogs in Darwin at TIO Stadium. Doggies will win this one. Fine. <laughs> I mean, you might have given Gold Coast a hope at home, but with that home ground advantage, mm. I'm going for Bulldogs. And Mr Mannix, let me guess. Well, I was, I was talking about this lucky Phil before and we both agreed that Bulldogs have got an easy ride into the finals um, <coughs> and they probably will. Oh, you are just <coughs> bullshit. Bullshit, nothing. <laughs> Go and have a look at it. I didn't bother, but I'm told <laughs> you've got a good run home. Mm. Um, right. But, and we both agreed that Bulldogs would win this. But once again, damn the torpedoes. Whoever they're playing, they're going to win. They're playing the Suns, your mob. Well, I, it's my team. That's where I live. Your other mob. West yeah, Coast well, Eagles play Essendon. Well, I'll put you down for Suns. Is that all right? Put me down for Suns, absolutely. Okay. West Coast Eagles will host. Just on the Western Bulldogs. Yes. Where did they play last week? Ballarat. Where are they playing this week? Darwin. Where are they playing next week? Mount Witchley Proof. <laughs> <laughs> you are unloved. Send, uh, well, send, well, send you around. Send you around to off Broadway. Well, Ballarat is our choice. Is <laughs> Ballarat is the Bulldogs' choice? That's the yeah. second home ground. They play two games there this year. I'll play the yeah. Giants there later this year. Um, yeah. And I, I, I'm assuming the Gold Coast. That's their um, kind of their Ballarat is to go to Darwin for a home game. They must be. I can guarantee you, other than, other than. The 22, 23 players and the coaching staff, there's not many people doing the Ballarat Darwin double this week. <laughs> I want to get really cold and really hot. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought so. Uh, yeah, I want, to, I want to have 17 layers of clothes and then I want to go and have the skimpiest shirt I can find and a pair of shorts and yeah. no shoes. Uh, West Coast will host Essendon at Optus Stadium Saturday night at, in Perth. Oh, God, there'll be 15 people there. And they'll all be watching Essendon beat West Coast. Finding? You could get seven orangutans, nine chimpanzees and four gorillas from the 
WA Zoo, not from the Adelaide Zoo, because they'd be too no, busy having shenanigans. Yeah. But you could get... you could take you could take twenty primates out of any zoo in the world. <laughs> give them a ball, put them on a field against the West Coast Eagles, and the game would be West Coast would win, but it'd be alive deep into the last quarter. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Right, O'Brien, who are you picking? You going for your boys? Look, you know, I am going for my voice, but, you know, this is the thing. It's a good test for Essendon because over the last few years, you know, we beat somebody like Melbourne, who's a great team, and then we lose to a shit team. And, you know, West Coast to Jew, and I just could see us taking the foot off the pedal and losing this. But in spite of that, I will pick Essendon. Well, my memory is West Coast lost, uh, beat Collingwood last year at one stage when Collingwood were yeah, going reasonably did. well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, you know, so sillier things have happened, Brian, but I don't think I can think of one that will make that be the case on Saturday night. Here's a good pop quiz. Do you know the team they've beaten this year? West Coast? Yeah. Jeez, uh, off the top of my head. No, I, no, I don't. Brian? Collingwood? <laughs> no, they right. beat the same. No, who they beat? CWS. Oh, okay. Well, I don't rate them either. Richmond, under their new interim coach Andrew McWalter, will take on Port Adelaide at the MCG on Sunday afternoon at ten past one. Uh, I think Port Adelaide will win, though. You know, this interim coach thing always seems to work for clubs. Finding. If you have a look at St Kilda's grand final team from two thousand and nine. And I asked you, uh, from that team, who would go on to be an AFL coach? You wouldn't have picked Andrew McWalter. Nah, you wouldn't have. Wouldn't even remember um, he was in the team, unless you're a St Gilda supporter. Yeah, look, he was a handy player. He was yeah, no, I know. He was one of the players who missed an easy goal that game. That, you know, him and Schneider, we missed. We sort of won that game, and he was one of the culprits, unfortunately. Okay. Um, so... So he's a close enough, is good enough kind of guy. Well, he's really impressed him as a coach down there, so good on him. Um, he'll be the shortest guy in the huddle, I'll tell you that. Um, who are they yeah. playing? They're playing uh, Port Adelaide at the G. Yeah, Port will win that. Uh, Brian, Richmond, Port Adelaide. Um, well, you, you obviously think that, you know, a new coach and then the players all feel under pressure what's going to happen. You know, I need to fire up and do well, otherwise I might lose my gig. But in saying that, I don't know, if Essendon can beat Richmond in a big game like Dreamtime, I'm sure Port can, you know, raise, raise the uh, Port. Port, Okay. Collingwood take on North Melbourne. Who did you go for, Brian? Uh, Kevin? Who did I go for? Port. Okay. Port. Yeah, because you were a bit vague with it, Kev. No, I wasn't. I said Port. You said, I think Port will win. No, no. You didn't actually lock it in. No, no, no. I did. I wrote it down. P-A-D-E-L. This is why you have crept up so far in front of me. No, I've crept up so far in front of you, Brian, because you've been you're you're doing the uh, umpires version of the uh, footy tipping competition. You're running backwards. Collingwood, North Melbourne, Marvel Stadium, three twenty Sunday afternoon. The Pies will win this one, I think, handsomely, Mister Fine. Collingwood North. Yeah. <laughs> what a joke! 
Collingwood. Mr. Mannix, are you willing to go for North Melbourne again this week? They're playing Collingwood, Marvel Stadium, 3.20 on a Sunday afternoon. Of course I'm ready to go for North Melbourne. They are just primed and ready to go. They've got some bloke in, I think he's, I don't know who he is, but somebody told me he was good. And, you know, with him and Peter Davey, they're, they're good to go. And they've got so Edward North. DeBono on the um, on the bench counting the interchange for them. Well, you know, what about Perth Wilson? He's the greatest goal sneak since Rioli. I think he's fantastic. So He's um, making names up not. again, aren't you, eh? Perth yeah. Wilson. Perth Wilson. Perth. Perth. That's Perth. not a bad first name. <laughs> yeah, well, Perth Wilson. Uh, there's a there's a story behind Perth Wilson. Is there? Back at back in the eighties, would you like to hear it, or should we just no? Like, go on, go on. Was it one you well, had in a hotel in, or something? Back in the eighties, you know, like only people that you know, because you get heaps of phone calls from fans and shit. So you had a code name. So the other guys were Jim Beam and Johnny Walker and that. But for some reason, I went for Perth Wilson. And then when I wrote my book, The Broadie Skulls, Perth Wilson is the guy. And Perth Wilson is always a name that I use whenever I'm writing some literature or something, Perth Wilson. And he's a great he's a great goal sneak, a little Aboriginal bloke. He's a beauty. Right. And depending on what a little the Aboriginal bloke. Yeah. Oh, God. And and Lego and a Roberts doomed. Lego and a Roberts, he's a bloody beauty too. Right. Way he played for North Melbourne last week. Are you tipping North Melbourne? Yes. Good. I'm shutting you up. Move on. Uh, The other game on Sunday is Adelaide Oval. It's Adelaide and Brisbane. Woo! That's a good game. Um, At Adelaide Oval, I like Adelaide in Adelaide. Even more than I like them on the road. They've been pretty impressive doing both. So I'm going to go for Adelaide. Finey? Yeah, Adelaide. Mr. Mannix? Efficiently grows. Adelaide. All right. All right. They're the tips. Brian's on 51. I'm on 58. And Finey is on 67. 67. I wonder how that compares to other. Competition. Yeah, I haven't. I must admit, because I don't get the papers, like physical copies of the papers, I don't look at yeah, their footy tipping anymore. So I really yeah. don't know, but I will. I'll have a look. I'll have a look and check it out. Now, let's head to the death Eliza, Brian. Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for the, the death Eliza. A couple this week. Uh, one included today, a late entry. Uh, Jim Brown, the uh, NFL Hall of Famer, uh, American footballer who went on to be an actor of uh, some note in movies like Dirty Dozen, um, was one of his Enter big the, films. Was he into the dragon? Uh, I think he might have been in that, yes. He died yeah. at the age of 87. Very good, uh, very good football, but a really good actor and was in a lot of films. Yeah, the dirty dozen. He was terrific. Um, Ray Stevenson, the actor who was in Thor and uh, Star Wars, uh, passed away today at the age of uh, fifty-eight. A lot of social media posting about that during today. Fifty-eight. Yeah, I've just turned fifty-eight. That's no good. Yeah. No, you don't like to hear the ones that are dying at your age. Um, no. 
Uh, Brian Booth passed what away. What did he die of? I hope it wasn't birthday cake. <laughs> Uh, no, he died of, uh, oh, I don't actually know, I think natural causes. He was 89, MBE, former uh, captain of the Australian cricket team for a couple of tests. Um, yep. He played 29 tests for Australia, captained Australia in two of them. Was also an Olympic hockey player uh, for the 56 Olympics. Uh, scored 1,700 runs at 42, so pretty good batting average. Um had five centuries, was the Cricket of the Year back in 63-64, just before this chant that we're doing this week. And uh, his last test was as a losing captain for Australia against the Poms in 1965, and then that was the last test he played, and they made wholesale changes to the team. And Brian Burke was one who got the, the Kyber. He's very good, very stylish batsman, Brian Burke. Brian Booth, sorry. Well, I'm uh, really disappointed with your announcement there, Kev, you know. The, what? The way you said... His last test was as a losing captain. You know, this bloke was a great servant to Australian cricket, mm. and you just yeah. highlight that his last test he lost. Well, you know, that happens. All right, well, his second last it. test was as a losing captain to the Poms too, so they gave him a second go at it, and then they gave him the Kyber. Why would you bag a bloke that's been a great representative to Australia? He's just passed away. I've got his, his, his Scanlon's cricket card. I, I liked Brian B. All right, then. That's good. You've made it up because I'll tell you what. Right. If his family was listening to this, they could be yep. you know, totally offended. Well, commiserations to the Booth family. And that is the death Eliza, Brian. Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes this weekend's version of the death Eliza. All right. Let's get to the chart, boys. 1965, October of 1965, some lovely songs, dodgy songs, some classic songs, some timeless songs. Where do you rate the songs, Finey? I'm going to start with number three, Bad. All right, that's a good place to start. That's normally where we start. I like that. Now, remember at the start start of the show, you said you tried to pull off Someone yesterday or something? <laughs> well, yes, yes. In a yes, there's, that's a yeah, version, that's a version of what I said. That's all right, Kev. Yeah, trying to do a music and sports show here, and you're talking about pulling someone off. I'm over it. Yeah, yeah, a little bit crass, but still, what you do with your own time is your own business. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so there was this song. Now the reason I'm putting it in my bad. Mm-hmm. Because I couldn't find a version of it. It doesn't exist. And I'm, I'm pretty good at the old Google. But oh, it was, it, it's just, not, I could not find it. So I guess Colin Buckley. Yes. Yes, I'm with you. I couldn't find it either. I could find mentions of it, but couldn't actually find the song. Yeah. So Only the Greece version. Yeah, correct. So, and, and you need Greece for a good hand drive. I know that. Um, Jeez. So you're putting it in there, even though you can't hear it. Yeah, well, I'm putting him under the under the um, no non non contest clause. You can't be in the contest if there's no version. So you automatically go to number three. Bad. You, Fair enough. It is. Uh, if, you're that, if you're that obscure, then f you. Yeah, I'm assuming it's a version of Willie in the hand drive because it was. It was the Johnny oh, Otis. Well, we know song. that there's a Willie in a hand drive, and we know that there's Grease. 
So we know, hey, we know the mechanics, Brian, uh, Kevin. We're not stupid. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> of course, Speak we will be Jesus, I walked into that one, didn't I? Um, yeah. <laughs> all right, what's your number three good then? Mouth organ song? No, no. Uh, no, no. no, no. Number three good. Well, I've always liked this song, One Hit Wonder. I don't know if Barry Maguire did anything else, oh. but when it comes to a good war protest song, then I'm telling you over and over and over again, Eve of Destruction is one of the best. I agree yeah. 100%, my number three as well. Great yeah, in a very good list, he did well, but it goes in. Yeah, no, it's a really, really good song, that. A great – geez, the Screaming Jets do a great version of that too. Dave Gleeson sings yeah. that really well. Yeah, yeah, it's a very powerful song, that yeah, one. It's, it is. Yeah, it is. Very, very uh, strong song for 1965. Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. In the middle of all the other, uh, you know, puffy things that you see in this in this chart. Right, O'Brien, three good, three bad. What do you got? Okay. Uh, okay, my number three bad mm – -hmm. And uh, look, I really enjoyed this chart. Actually, I um, I could find something sort of good about even the shit songs, but um, I I found it pretty tough to uh, deal with uh, "Summer Nights" by Marion Faithful. Oh, really? Um, well, uh, my problem with this, Kev, is I think she's singing flat. Okay. I think she's a, I think she's a bee's dick below where the note should be. Look, I love Marion Fatal. Her version of As Tears Go By, I think, is fantastic. Yep. And at times, you know, when the X Men, I'd try to sing like Marion Fatal because I liked her sincerity and stuff. But this is not Marion's uh, best work, and uh, so there for that reason, she's um, yeah. So she's in the number three band. Now, uh, good. Oh, gee whiz, where do you go? There's so many good ones I've here. Got nine, nine potential ones in my list that I would be happy for any of those nine to be in my top three. Well, I'm going to try and be um, – I'm going to go for – no, I'll go for uh, – um, uh, Satisfaction by the Stones, and that says a lot about the chart if that's coming in at number three. Yep, good song, great song, great yep. song, great a rock classic. and roll song. Yes, it is. All right, my number three, bad. Uh, the look, who, look who's in the chart. Look at that. Oh, my old favourites. Oh, I'll have to give them a number. Uh, I reckon they're number 27. It's uh, our old mates Peter, Paul and Mary. They could take a nice little ditty called the San Francisco Bay Blues, you know, just a nice little blues song, just a, a happy little song, and turn it into shit. Good on you, Peter, Paul and Mary. Just uh, recidivist uh, they are, and uh, can't say that I like anything they ever did, um, except disband uh, <laughs> in about the mid-1970s. Uh, so we thank them for that. Now, uh, I mentioned there's nine songs. Satisfaction is one of the nine songs I have here, but Eva Destruction by Barry Maguire is my, my number three good. That's such a good song. Such a good song. Sings it so well. And I don't think he did ever have another hit. I think that was no, kind of it. So. That was kind of it and uh, off with the fairies. Um, but, yeah, very powerful. Uh, Finey, number two. Number two, good. 
I mean, we often say that songs by this bloke are better not sung by better when they're sung by somebody else. But it's one of the great songs of all time, like a Rolling Stone. Yes, and one of the ones he sings really well. Yeah, and I was going to say, and I, I really think his version is the best version. You know, it needs that long whiny. Didn't you? you know, didn't yeah, you? Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah, correct. I mean, that's just how it, that's yeah. Yeah, that, that, Isn't that the one that everybody sees in their mind's eye? Yep. So that's my number two good. Yeah, it is. It is a very good song. Um, we have a very similar list here, finally, because that's my number two as well. And, I, and I'm by no means a Bob Dylan fan when it comes to his singing. God. Yeah, yeah well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, all right, number two, bad. Number two, bad. It's funny because I, I I can't remember whether it's the – I don't know who it is, whether it was on Hey Hey It's Saturday or maybe on The Goodies or – I'm sure that there was a TV show that whenever they wanted to play a terrible song, they played this song. Okay. Some enchanted evening. <laughs> Jay and the Americans. Oh, God, yes. I, I just think it was like, yeah, it's just a terrible song for a pop chart, you know. And I, I can't remember what show it was, but it was like the go-to song for something horrible being played. Yeah, so, wasn't, I don't think it was Hey Hey. Yeah. I, I can't remember what it was, but there really was a show where that was the, you know, the – Something that the old fuddy duddies would be listening to. Yeah. And it was just it was just like, oh my God. It could have been it could have been anything. It could have been the goodies, it could have been the young ones. I don't I don't know what it was, but it was somewhere. So something chanted evening, number two bad. Yeah, Jane the Americans. Bloody bloody awful. Yeah. They did a couple of good songs, Jane the Americans, that I liked, but that certainly wasn't one of them. Someone chanted evening. Um yeah. wasn't the two Ronnies or something, was it? Maybe. I reckon they did some that's that's Yeah, it sounds more like the two Ronnies actually. Yeah, I think it might yeah. I stand yeah. to be corrected. If you know it, uh, let us know on it on the yeah, social let us media. Know. Let us know. Right Brian. Thank you, Kevin. And uh <laughs> coming down here from the beautiful penthouse at the Gold Coast. Uh, my next uh selection is um old Brendan Bayer. Bauer. Bauer. He's got a thing called the Hucklebuck. Yep. Well, he can stick his Hucklebuck right up his... Hucklebuck. Right and stuff. Yeah, he's... Uh, no, this is um, this is painful to the ears and a waste of everybody's time. Um, I know Brendan, I know his, his son uh, quite well, and, I, and he's told me that Brendan was doing his best and this was it. Unfortunately, Brendan, it just, it probably at the time it was okay, but no, not for me. Right. I've got no. some Brendan Bowyer news. Mm-hmm. Dope. So he, was a, he was an Irish crooner who had eight number one hits in Ireland, showing that they are not a musical people. <laughs> I had a look at his version <laughs> of Hucklebuck, and it really, he it, his band looks like a, a wedding band that you just hire to play at a wedding <laughs> with some half-cut singer. He was born in Dublin in 1938 
and he died in Las Vegas in 2020. But I reckon he would have died a few other times in Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So several times in the 60s, apparently. <laughs> yes. yes. Right, uh, what's your number two, well, good, Brian? Well, well, finally, you've stolen my thunder because I did have all that information myself. <laughs> of <course>. <laughs> <laughs> um, number two, good. You know, like there's obvious ones here, like we've said like a Rolling Stone, so that's in the mix. But I'm going to go, I'm going to be a bit outrageous here. Um, I'm going for North Melbourne. I can't believe what you say by Dinah Lee. I thought that sounded pretty cool. What? I liked it. Um, well, yeah. Um, at the moment, I can't even remember remember how it went. It sort but, of sounds um, like, don't you know, Yokomo, but uh, Yokomo, but a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. It's got it. It, it was great. Don't you know Yokos? Who? Don't you know Yokomo? Don't you know Yokomo? Don't you know Yokomo? Very similar don't to that. Know, Yoko's pussy. No, yeah, so, nothing like that. I don't know. Okay. Well, so. you can either have that or, or Easy Questions by Elvis. Take your pick. Oh, really? I didn't like any of the Elvis songs on this. I'll cry in the chapel. Uh, classic Elvis song. Uh, right. My number two good is Like a Rolling Stone. Uh, yeah, lock that one away. Uh, very, very, very good song. Um, and, uh, yeah, I actually like Bob singing it. Uh, number two, bad. Well, Horst. A little, a little Horst will go a long way, like a little Pex did. But uh, Horst, clearly, uh, Ian the Orchestra, lazy bastards, couldn't write lyrics for it. And it's called A Walk in the Black Forest. Now, when you think of a song called A Walk in the Black Forest, you think, ooh, ooh, mystery. Now, now I will tell you something. Okay. I just remembered something. Yeah. That was the the piss take song on the goodies because when they when they did that episode with Radio Luxembourg or whatever or radio you know that that pirate radio station they yeah. start uh, yeah. the yeah. only song they played was at number seven a walk in the black forest and that's the only song they had in, on their pirate radio station oh, was a walk okay. in the black forest. Because it's a song that when you see the title, you think, "Oh, yeah, oh, mystery," and then and then you hear it, and it's like, "It's a little bloody funky piano, two fingered piano thing." It sounds like off street through the Black Forest. <laughs> well, not to this music, you wouldn't have. Um, True story. You want you want to hear it? You've streaked in the Black Forest. The yeah, real, the real, the German, the German Black Forest. Hundred percent. Nineteen eighty nine. A whole group of us were. Travelling overseas, and we'd hooked up with some Americans, me and my mate Ash, and a couple of other friends. Yeah, and um, and there was this whole gathering because there was Frankenstein's castle apparently located in the Black Forest. It was just you know, and that was going to be this big gathering place on Halloween, right? So we went to some at some base of the. Forest Walk or whatever, it was the Black Forest and there was a restaurant up there that was a castle. Anyhow, we all, we all got Jägermeisters or whatever and halfway up, somebody had the bright idea, let's let's take all our gear off. Hang on, is this summer, go- winter, autumn, spring, fall? It was heading into winter. Okay. So it was sort of autumn. Um, I guess that one's Halloween, October, end of October or something. Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, and so there were about ten of us, five girls, five blokes, 
stark naked. We get to the top of the hill and there is a castle there, but it's closed, but there is a restaurant. And we just, 10 of us just walked into the restaurant stark naked and asked for a table. (laughs) And I'll tell you, in Germany, nudity is not shocking. Yeah. Because they all had a laugh and said, sorry, not with our clothes, and we left. Okay. Should have asked for a tablecloth. Stark naked. It was fantastic. So, well, actually, that's a typo. It should have been a stork in the Black Forest Um, by Horst. (laughs) Horst. Uh, So that's my number two bad. That's um, streaking in the Black Forest. Yeah, you come up with all sorts of surprises, funny. Yeah, that was a great night. All right, well, keep your clothes I on. Parl- and- I parlayed it into something as well. I'm know, sure you did. Good for you. You don't, you don't run around a forest naked with good-looking women and not get something out of it. Okay, and how um, is how is Horst? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, now, give us your number ones. Okay, my number one. Well, we'll start with number one, bad. Yeah, good. A confusing title and a nondescript. You know, there are some songs. This is a rock and roll song. So this chart straddles the end of just the rock and roll era where there was just a whole lot of rock and roll songs. Like Hucklebuck and those sorts of songs. Yeah, yeah. correct. And then into the era of actually great music. Yep. But there's still a bit of a leftover of rock and roll songs. This song, when I heard it, you know, in horror movies like those B-grade horror movies like The Blob and whatever, Yeah, there's there, there's a radio playing with, there's like kids with a radio and they're playing this nondescript rock and roll music yep. just before they're about to get decapitated. Sliced, diced and minced. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's what this song with the very weird name Judy Green sounds like. Oh, okay. Bobby and Laurie. So Bobby and Laurie, Judy Green, who, of course, ended up with Albie Mangles. Yes. Um, and in the car accident. Yes. Albie, yeah, yeah. Never the same. No. Yeah. I knew you'd bring that up, Brian. Always the harbinger of doom. Well, I've just got to, <laughs> I'm just reporting the facts. Don't shoot the messenger. No, I won't. And my number one good... So Judy well, Green, Bobby and Laurie is your number one bad. Yep, it is. Yeah. It is. Uh, I, I wasn't. I didn't know the song at all, to be honest. And I listened no. to it and thought, "Oh, Bobby and Laurie done so many songs are so much better than that one." It just sounds like some nondescript rock and roll. Yeah, it's it, 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 like it's the ultimate album filler. Yeah, well, like, like I said, it's playing in the background of somebody that's just about to get blobbed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, and uh, number one, good. Well, look. I love this band. They've got two hits in it. So, and of course, I'm talking about the Eagles. So, <laughs> it's hard to choose. You mean the Easy Beats? Oh, they, sorry. That's, isn't that what they call West Coast now? <laughs> yeah, they should. Yeah, they should. Uh, so, which but one are you picking? Because, well, because I've actually got a playlist at work of songs that I, that I've, picked out for Natalie, and most of them are slow sort of, you know, it's great songs. It's like, you know, our wedding song, which was Al Green's Let's Stay Together. Oh, great song. Um, um, it's a beautiful playlist. It's got all the all the ones, all the, you know, You're Just Too Good To Be True. All right. 
Beautiful collection, but the actual name of the playlist in the first song is She's So Fine. Ah, okay. So you've gone with that one. Which I love. So that's my number one. Okay. Yeah, they're both great songs, Wedding Ring and She's oh, So yeah. Fine. Wedding Ring's a great song. Easy yeah. Beats. I love them both. Yep, yep. No, put it in as a double. All right, Brian, what do you got for us at number one? Well, it's pretty obvious. Um, Help by the Beatles. One of their, one of their greatest songs. Um so that's clearly it. Now, my number, just trying to find it, it was a song and I didn't write it down. Right. But it's, it was just pretty much a drumming thing. And I was listening to it, I think, I don't like this, but it was 1965 and it sounded like exactly like um, music of today, you know, like... And I thought, wow, that's pretty amazing. But since I can't, clearly not Morning Town, right? Um, it's not. It's not. I could easily fall by Cliff. I was surprised Cliff didn't make your list. Funny. Well, since I can't find the name of this, I was going to mention this because I thought it was an interesting song for people to listen to. Because, and of course, you can't find the name, so it's a total waste of everybody's time. So, was it instrumental? Was it an instrumental thing? Wasn't it? Yes, it was all drums. And it just sounded like a nightclub of today. And I thought, wow, for this to be done in 1965, this is pretty amazing. I didn't like it, but I thought it was of note, but not of no- a much note to. It's not the number two the song, song. Il Silencio, because that's mostly trumpet, not drums. I can't think of a. I'm just trying to look down the list and find a song that might be all drums. Uh, but I'm- it's funny because I was thinking of Brian when I heard the. Title, Il Silencio. Yeah, so was I. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm hearing? What? I'm hearing that nobody's being my friend. No, 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 we're your friend. We are. Uh, no, I'm just oh, we love you, Brian. Silencio. We love you, Brian. Do, 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 imagine, what you people who don't, right. imagine what people who don't like you'd be doing to do you by now. Um, oh, look at here. Right, yes. Well, I don't know what song you're talking about, to be honest, because I can't find well, one there. look, look. He's got off. We can't let him get away. So my number three, my number one bad is, of course, Cliff Richard. And he's he's trying to be the Beatles, not very successfully. He's singing well. But um, let's keep it consistent and make sure Cliff Richard is in every chart we do. I could easily fall for Cliff, and you have at number three. Now, my number... One good is uh, is Little Boy Sad by MPD. I've always loved the song. Um, always thought it was a great little uh, moving along rock and roll little song. Um, long before I ever met Mike Brady, didn't know Mike Brady from a bar of soap. Now he's a, he's a friend and uh, someone whose work I, I admire. But um, Danny Finley was in that band and uh, and the late Pete Watson, or the late Danny Finley as well. Um, but Mike, uh, Little Boy Sad, just great song. Old Johnny Burnett song that they did a really good version of, and it, there it is sitting at number one on that chart and number one for me. And my number one bad is the song that's number two, Il Silencio by Nino Rosso or whatever it, uh, that person's name is. Um, it blow, It's a trump, basically a trumpet song. Um, it's sort of last post-ish in, at times. I don't know what the hell it's doing in Top 40 chart. Um, but I watched the video of it. 
and it's they put the the trumpeter jumps on a boat, a little rowing boat with another bloke, and they start to row out to sea. I reckon they drowned him out there um, after three minutes and went. It was like a Godfather, something out of the Godfather. He's going off to get whacked. Um, so uh, that was probably a good thing in the end, but that's my number one bad. What is it you're trying to show me there, finally, that I can't read because it keeps going out of focus because of the Sybil Shepherd lenses you've got across your... I want you to read it. Well, I can't read it because it keeps going out of focus. Semen, semen imitation lubricant. Yeah, we got that from America. <laughs> oh, what? The Australian version isn't good enough for you? <laughs> God, bloody, bloody importing, Why do you hate importing good semen imitation syrup from other parts of the world. Finally, we've got bloody good stuff here, and Brian's been trying to sell it for years now. Yeah, why do you hate your country? Why are you such a communist? You know, how much money do you send to the Chinese Communist Party every week? Yeah, that's why. You're the reason Joe Biden didn't come out here, Finey. Yeah. Well, speaking of coming out here. um, (laughs) No, you know know Americans have always made the best fake semen. Yeah, well, <laughs> the only problem is they keep electing him as president, which is a real worry. There it is. Yeah, I, it, but it keeps Sybil shepherding on me, and I can't read it. Righto. Did you get a new tattoo this week, Finey? So I, did, I, I was forced to promise a few days ago, ten days ago. I had to make a promise. Mm-hmm. No tattoos for two weeks. What? Well, that's what? probably fa- that's. That's probably fair enough, Kev. Who was that, the tattooist or Nat? For Nat. And I'm 10 days in and I'm just white-knuckling it. I've really got to get one, but I've got four days to go. Yeah, well, don't turn turn everything into an obsession. Well, that's me. Yeah, but you don't have to turn everything into an obsession. No, that's why I've been told to. Well, here you go. Why don't you make not getting a tattoo an obsession? I'd have for 14 days. Well, that's hardly a Let's long time, it, Mark. Geez, well, it's hard to get a word in here tonight, I tell you what. Sorry, sorry Brian, Brian were we interrupting while you were talking? Oh, absolutely you were. <laughs> you guys are having a conversation you wouldn't let me interrupt. It's quite frustrating. But let's face it, Fonny, you got more ink on you than the complete works of Shakespeare and <laughs> William Blake, you know. When, when's it going to end? I think Natalie's right on the ball here. Well, can I make a suggestion? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, sure. Okay. Go for it. I think there is some – some. I know you uh, – is it is it the actual tattooing? Is it the, the, the physical part of having the tattoo done or is it the aftermath when you look at it? Oh, no, I don't like getting them done. I okay. So, so let me offer you a suggestion. Yep. I have a perfectly good surface, in fact, a very large surface for you to work with Yep. that you could put anything you like on it and yep. it wouldn't matter what you did, uh, that it would be no matter what, how grandiose your scheme of things is or how small it will fit yep. on this surface and I'm sure you'll love what it will do to that and, and you don't have to go through the pain of having the tat. What is it? Brian's forehead. Oh. You up for it, Brian? I'm just whipping Boyden tonight. <laughs> I'm fair enough. All right, then. 
Uh, and I'll, I'll just store this away. You'll both pay for it later. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I've no doubt about that. Uh, well, you know, I know. No, I know you have. A, you're like me, Brian. There's never likely to be a tattoo on your body as long as your bum points to the ground. Well, that's right. Um, well, I think, especially up here, it's um, more unusual not to have a tattoo. Oh yeah, everybody else has got a tattoo. Everybody's just covered in them. And uh, as, as I said before, I think there's 13, 14 tattoo parlors in the radius of about three or four kilometres. It's 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 crazy. Good God, really? Um, so, oh yeah, you can get pizza and tattoos a lot easier than you can get a sandwich. <laughs> so between the the pizzas, the tattoos, and the strip joints, it's it's a classy neighbourhood you're in, Brian. Actually, I might go to the strip joint. I haven't been to the Hollywood Starlets yet. I've been to players. That was okay, but some of the girls are just lazy with the dancing. Um, but, yeah, anyway, there you go, and here we are. And <laughs> go, to, go, to, go to the strip club and have the muscles. <laughs> For those of you who didn't well, hear they're the ones. They're, they're generally the ones that are best on the pole because they can hold themselves up there. Yeah, that's not the muscle I'm talking about. No, I know that, funny, about- but we're moving on. We're saying goodnight. Oh, the Western Ar- Port muscle. Arrivederci right. to you, Brian Mannix. Have a lovely week. Are you gigging this week that we should know of? I'm flying to Rockhampton on Friday. Right. And um, I'm doing some kind of 80s show with a band I've never played with before, but I'm sure it'll be fine. And I've got a brass section this weekend, so I'm a bit excited about Ooh. that. Mate. Don't don't know what they're going to play, but um, yeah, it should be good. Okay. So um, yeah, it's been exciting, and um, they're looking after me. And it's great to get up to another part of the country Rocky's where good spot. they still re- where they still respect me. Rock Vegas, like Melbourne. I had to leave Melbourne because nobody respected me anymore. Um, oh, they'll love you in Queensland. Rock Vegas. They'll love you in Rock Vegas. Well. Actually, this is the whole thing, though, Kev and Defining, that they're, they're, everybody's going to pay a fortune in signage change because it's it's going to be changed to Kingsland. So, oh, you know, now that Charles okay. is in, it's Kingsland. So it's going to cost us all a bomb. Okay. Anyway, rock on. Okay. All right, Brian, have a good gig. Uh, don't uh, what's, what's on the menu at uh, Lenny's Fine Foods this week, uh, Finey? Anything particular? Thanks, boys. Okay, nothing in particular. The birthday boy's well, gone. What's he doing? It's the worst ad for a, 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 a joint I've ever heard. <laughs> no, that was great. Sorry, <laughs> I was just running out of power, but I'm back. back okay, in so what's what's on the menu at uh, Finey's uh, at, at Lenny's Fine Foods? Finey's Lenny's Foods. I went to say. Good God, <laughs> made a beautiful lentil soup and French onions. Come on in, all you vegans. Very good. Very developed. And will that? Will that be available to punters tomorrow? Fine. Yep, yep, that's on the shelves tonight. Beautiful. Oh, All right, well, good on you, Finey. Yeah, Have yeah, a lovely man. week. Happy birthday for yesterday. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you boys next week. Same time, same bat channel. See you then, guys. Thank you, Kev. Happy birthday, Finey. Cheers. Thanks, guys. You've just experienced rock and roll. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook. 